1: Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on
2: Cliffcentral.com Hello, Twitter bird. Tweet a little tweet on Twitter. Any little thing will do. A little tweet's a winner. You can do it too. Just yes, tweet a little tweet on Twitter. Everyone will know what's new. Tweet a little tweet. It's up to you. Twitter by your side. Together far and wide. Any little tweet will and do. How cool is that? It's our Twitter song, and as I say, I'm sure you may have guessed, today's show is about social media, in fact, about venting and ranting on social media, something that uh, a lot of us do, and we want to know whether it's uh, allowable or not, which we'll find out today. I'm Gary Hertzberg, and this is the Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. The question we often ask is, what is what is it about social media platforms and internet websites that bring out the worst in all of us? Racist ranting, borderline racist jokes, defamatory and hurtful venting. There's moaning, there's cursing, there's cussing, if it's not the same thing. People are called scumbags. The boss of the company is still posted as being a real prick. Your ex-husband is still been called a drug addict the president is referred to as a tzotzi, and your girlfriend well she's a hoe yeah,
1: again, cause everybody know. she's a hoe she's a hoe she's a hoe
2: If Lionel was here, he'd be laughing hysterically. He's away writing. He's bored, I think. Good luck to you, Lions. So I I guess we all know the consequences of these angry posts that can be dire. And uh, what are the consequences, though, for the administrators of social media groups? And to find out today, joining us, we have a really big studio. I think we've got uh, four attorneys, including myself. We also have administrators of social media groups. Uh, Kerry Taylor and Nolene Petit, you from the Edenvale Hub? Yes. Excellent. With thirty thousand members, I believe you have. Just under twenty-nine and a half thousand. Cool. Also with us is Emil Mayberg He's one of the administrators of Legal Talk South Africa, as you all know, with its membership of one hundred and sixty-two thousand. Emil is a practicing attorney. He's been with me before. You here in your capacity as administrator and attorney. Welcome to you, Emil. Thank you very much, Gary. And then from the prominent law firm in Johannesburg, Bowman Fillon is Rosalind Davey. She's a partner. And Lenya Dams Janssen with her double-barreled surname for a double-barreled, I think she has a cum laude, LLB and BA, so she gets it both. Cum laude, well done to you. She's a senior associate at uh, the same firm, Bowman Fillon. Birmingham, Philly. They're also authors of a book that's very well acclaimed right now. It's called Social Media in the Workplace A Necessity for Every Lawyer and for Every HR Person, I believe. Good book. Made me read it. Thanks, girls. Okay, um, our Facebook page, The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. Our Twitter handle is at Hertzlaw. And as I said earlier, our um, partners, well, I say it all the time, our partners, Legal Talk South Africa. With their 162,000 Facebook members Marvellous Okay, let's talk to our ladies From the Edenvale Hub There are so many uh, You've told us before There's so many inappropriate postings On social media Some are really derogatory And insulting and hurtful um, How do you deal with it? Well, what do you see out there? What, is, what do you pick up?
3: Oh, it's endless um, I think it just narrows down to People have lost a sense of reality when they talk on social media they forget mm. that they're actually speaking to a human being
4: mm.
3: and um you you have what we call keyboard warriors i don't know what terms you guys might have on legal talk but Moderators. oh no so the keyboard warriors are basically people that sit around and wait for a post to be able to sort of jump on and uh, post something negative well <laughs> trolls yeah trolls um so some scenarios that we've had recently, um, well, a very, very bad scenario that we had was for Diwali last year that got extremely out of hand with, um, racial comments being thrown left, right and center. We had started off something, obviously, nobody wants loud big bangs. Um, in fact, they are illegal. Right. Um, and it started off quite politely in that regard. And, um, it got out of hand where people were saying, you know, this is how we celebrate. You're saying that we can't celebrate our traditions, um, and you're racist. We actually personally got um, attacked privately and threatened privately because we are racist. Um, I think our page was reported a couple of
2: times. They that suggested even. that your page is racist. Yeah, why be racist? Why?
3: Uh, well, one thing that came up was a, a, a lady offered her services at, as an administrator because uh-huh. we obviously racist because we only have white administrators currently uh-huh. on Edenville Hub, which every time I've required the services of an extra admin, I post and I say, you know, you have to have a local business within the area uh-huh. um, and obviously you have to agree with our rules and guidelines of the group. Uh-huh. Um, and then obviously I just take it from then. We've never had anyone of color come forward and is say... It a,
2: is it a paying position? No. <laughs> no. So it's, it's
3: community service.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. Just tell us a bit about your membership What have you got exactly How many people we're Where are they from strict. And tell us a bit about Edenvale what, uh, Where Edenvale is The Vale, and, yeah, yeah. The yeah. vale.
3: Yeah. So I've been in the Edenvale area For uh, about 15 years now My husband's born and bred in Edenvale mm. um, And what we are finding is Especially the main city areas uh, or, or the central area Is a lot of businesses were closing down Because of the lack of support From the local residents And in Edenvale we've got industrial areas Um on our outskirts. We've got, um, lush nature reserves on our outskirts. We've got such a wide variety of services and, and product offerings. And I was, you know, I just thought let's rather try and support the local guys to keep their doors open instead of going to Midrand and not saying anything wrong with Midrand, but let's try and keep it in Edenvale yeah. You know yeah. Try and get the support local So that's initially Why it was created Is to support local businesses And it just evolved Into something A little bit bigger Where it's become A community platform So we're very involved With the ward counsellors um, All the major corporates In the area um, Major services in the area where it's, it's basically, I think Facebook has changed a lot yeah. over the past two years where it used to be, let me share a picture of my baby and, you know, let me send a positive note out to all my friends today where groups have, you know, become, a, uh, 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 I don't know how to explain it, a communication yeah. platform yeah, between yeah,
2: people. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: And the way that the algorithms are working on Facebook at the moment is you more likely to see you know, A comment or a post on a group pop up on your news feed Before you're going to see a, a Facebook business page pop up mm. So that just shows the importance of what is said And the content on a group So it just evolved from then It's become a community platform And we've managed to help a great deal of uh, local charities And non-profit organizations And we've really come together as a community We're very strict with who we
2: allow in Can, can people advertise on your platform?
3: Uh, yeah, we allow businesses yeah. to. Ad- that's the main reason. So mm-hmm. we allow adver- uh, advertising once a week. Is that free or? It's do they- free. Oh, no, really? we don't. We don't charge for oh, our okay. services once a week. It's a yeah. pain to try and moderate that.
2: Mm. <laughs> I believe I saw somewhere you get about. But is it about twelve thousand postings a month? Mm,
3: there's about Something. ten thousand comments per day, um, and it's it's. Changes. We have plus minus, I think when was the last time we checked? It's about 50,000 comments per month.
2: 50,000 a month. Yeah, oh, 50,000 a month. So our
3: engagement many. is huge. Mm. We have acting, um, members about 22,000 out of our 29,500, mm. but we're very strict. I mean, if we opened up the, uh, open it up so anybody could apply to be a member, we'd easily be, I'm sure, over sixty, seventy thousand 70,000 members. We delete mm. far more than what we allow in. Um, and when do you delete
2: someone?
1: So there's quite, yeah. So, Let the so, yeah. so what we do is we watch for, um, trolling, definitely. Um, we also watch for people advertising their businesses too often. We don't want it to turn into a classified page mm. so it's quite intensive um, moderating uh, all of these posts all the time've we, we've, we've got to a point now where we approve every single every single post that goes onto the onto the hub so nobody can just place whatever they want to on there um, but then the big problem also is commenting so as much as we approve a specific post Um, For instance, the other day I approved a post for a lady that was asking if when is fiber coming to a specific area in Edenvale. So quite um, innocent. And 148 comments later, there was a a group of three or four guys that were arguing about the feasibility of fiber and whatever. And they got quite ugly with each other. So we have to follow every post and the comments that go on there mm-hmm. and if somebody somebody gets warned and if they do it again then we then we delete because it it's kind
2: of a full-time job it's well, not quite a job it's a full-time watching exercise aside
1: yes. from the fact that we all are business owners ourselves yes. we still whenever you get a spare moment you're on there and because mm-hmm. you don't want something to escalate too much before you actually what's take in action. it for
2: you if i may ask as the originator and the administrator
1: free advertising
2: <laughs> for for your products for our businesses yeah I really yeah um
3: it started off because i wanted to give back to the community i've always been very involved in community projects mm-hmm. and so that i just basically took this on and hoped and prayed i'd have crazy people that would follow me um just to go back to what criteria in adding somebody because I'm going to be so interested to hear from a legal talk South Africa perspective okay. is we look at how many friends they have on Facebook, how many groups they've joined. Um, there's certain criteria you can see a troll from a mile away. If somebody lives in Saudi Arabia um, don't really see the purpose <clears throat> of them joining Edenvale Hub,
0: yeah.
3: um, if they've got, um, if they've just created a profile yesterday, they don't have a profile pic. So these fake profile accounts, you have to just c- kind of try to limit it, um, and then we just take it from there.
2: What happens when people post derogatory things on the on the site? The president's a tootsie. My my ex is a drunkard, <laughs> or a drug addict. What do you do with that kind of stuff?
3: Uh, well, obviously we've got. Uh, rules and guidelines Which mm. is in our About us section And our pin post Which obviously says All the norms Which I'd be interested To hear whether that Covers us yeah. in any way Where did
2: you get that from Did you pick it off Another site
3: um, no, I started yeah. off with about two or three terms and conditions, like Ooh. don't be ugly to each other and don't play be nice. racist and play nice. <laughs> and it's developed into something that I actually have to draw up a PDF document because I don't have enough characters <laughs> <laughs> to put on the barter <laughs> section. We've, we've evolved and we have learned as we've gone along. Ooh. So if somebody is derogatory and trust me, we have it all the time. My wife. Abused me and uploads a picture of his bruised face and black eye and.
1: That happened just last week. Just okay. last week. So what do you and do with
3: it? Well, we 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 know that it's going to just lead to one thing. We yeah. say, okay, is this going to be? Is this uh, um, going to uh, add value? Is it going to add value in any way to the group? Is it yeah. beneficial? Yeah. Is it something that the community needs to be made aware of? Yes. We know because we deal with all the the. Um, uh, the the saps and and the ward councillors, we actually knew that this specific individual um was had he, a
1: protection order yeah, that he violated already. he violated We'd and he was We'd no been reason. notified by SAPS about that. So we yeah. didn't allow the post to go onto our page. So we were able to
3: block it, but yeah. sometimes we rely heavily on the members because we cannot manage that amount of commentary and posts per day. But we, we concerned because if something manages to slip through the cracks, yeah. which it often happens where, um, somebody has decided to we have a scenario at the moment where there's a large shopping center in our area. Um, and a lady posted an issue that she had, which I thought was quite valid to get feedback from the center, which we work quite closely with in any event. Um, and people are saying how it's absolutely disgusting and their cars stolen every single day, which is actually not fact. Yes. Mm. Um, and, and, and that manages to slip and calling yeah. for boycotts. I mean, that happens on a daily basis. Um, so that slips through the cracks. An hour later, when we actually finally manage to see it or it comes to our attention,
2: yeah.
3: w- you know, how liable are we yeah. that that was said on our platform?
2: Yeah. You know? You, you actually, the reason why we're hosting the show today, Kerry, because you're the one that I think got hold of us directly or indirectly, and you said... There are a lot of problems that you encounter, and you don't quite know, always know how to handle it. Definitely. So that's why we've got the best of the best on the subject today, and we're going to deal with these. Let's just move on to legal wise, which has one hundred and sixty-two thousand members now. Next week they'll have one hundred and sixty-four. Emil Meiberg, you're one of the admins. Why do you do that, if I may ask? You're a very busy attorney. Do you have the time to do this?
0: Um, I, I think it's because inherently I'm a lawyer, you know, yeah. um, and I, I like giving legal advice. I like giving – I like applying the law to facts. Uh-huh. Um, and most of the questions that I, that I answer are questions that I would know immediately. Um, some of it uh, – are questions that I need to do a little bit of research, but in, in the process, I learned something myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, I had a question about um, or answered a question about how to um, act against a director in a conflict of of interest. You know, and that's something I've known about it, and I knew where to go and look for it. And I oh. and I read up with Section seventy five of the Companies Act, and I thought, okay, well, this is useful for the future. Yeah, nobody paid me to get that knowledge now, but uh, you never know tomorrow or next week, one of my paying clients may need that information, and then I have it.
2: What happens if you, as admin, pick up something derogatory, defamatory? How do you handle it? Um, in
0: my case, um, and that's actually it's the policy of Legal Talk we, we delete the comment and we kick the member off straight away.
2: There's no negotiation. There's, there's no
0: negotiation. That's uh, quite clear in our rules as well. Mm. Um, that uh, we have a zero tolerance um, attitude. You know, and with 162,000 members, and as you say, it grows every day. I've been involved with Legal Talk now for um, for close to three years. Mm. Um, it started off with just over thirty thousand, and now we, you know it's grown fivefold, more than fivefold in in this time. Um, you, there 's no time to negotiate, you know yeah. um, when a new member joins they 're advised to go and read the rules, so they 're deemed to know. You know so if you make a derogatory comment or racist comment or anything like that it's, um, y- you knew what you let yourself in for so cheers
2: there, there was an excellent um, i don't know what you call it kind of poll I think that was placed on legal talk on your very web on your very uh, Facebook page. It says this: we seem to be getting more and more questions on whether one may post warnings about bad service. Okay, now bad service is a serious issue. So this is what the posting is. Quote, you order something off a Facebook page from an individual called Vili. You make payment into his bank account, and then you wait. Two weeks later, nothing's happened, so you contact him. He apologizes and says, your stuff is being sent now. Then it goes on. Two more weeks later, still nothing, so you contact him. Now you're really annoyed and eventually you get a parcel but the goods are the wrong size. So you decide against our advice to name and shame him. Now they say, please mark the statements below that you feel are defamatory and could get you into trouble. And they give you there's one, two, three, four, about five. So this is it. This is what they ask whether you think it's defamatory or not. Villi is a liar and a thief and he sends you rubbish. Can you can you put that on the Facebook page? Next one, Vili is clearly one of the scam artists operating on Facebook. Next, the scumbag Vili took me for a ride. Next, warning, do not deal with Villy so-and-so. Next, Vili hasn't got his act together. Hopefully he's working on this. And then they give you some of the results. Okay, the first one, Vili um, is a liar and a thief and he sends you rubbish. According to plus 95, I don't know whether it's percent or not, that is defamatory. Most people agree. And Villy uh, uh, is one of the scam artists op- op- operating is 94%, and then it goes to the bottom where it says, Villy hasn't got his act together, hopefully he's working on this 16%. So people generally feel that you could say Villy hasn't got his act together, hopefully he's working on this. And then someone, Elizabeth Van Deventer asked, will Admin please let us know what the right answer was? <laughs> So I don't know if there's a right answer. Let's call in our other attorneys, Rosalind Davey from uh, Birmingham. What can we say, can we name and shame a bad supplier?
4: I think you've always got to be very careful about naming and shaming. Generally, naming and shaming is aimed at embarrassing someone, making them look bad in the eyes of the um, of, you know, the social media at large. Uh, And it really depends on what you're seeking to gain by naming and shaming. Mm. Now, Typical lawyer answer, but each depends. case depends yes. on the on the facts yes. um, a couple of years ago i don 't know you know if you recall the Celsi banner incident
2: that 's good one yeah. so that's
4: what happened in that case is that uh, a Celsi customer had had problems with service mm. from Celsi, and he had raised this with Celsi over Uh, Quite a period of time And they hadn't addressed the problems And he eventually said, look, if you don't sort this out I am going to um, I'm going to publish this I'm going to let everyone know um, That I've had this terrible service From from the company
2: Mm.
4: So this Continued and ultimately I think nothing was done, his issue was not Resolved, so he put up a banner on Republic Road in Johannesburg um, that sort of suggested that the service he'd got was shocking. Do you, re- you remember
2: the wording anyone? I'd-
4: I don't remember the word. Neil, you don't
2: remember it. No. no. Yeah. It, it was harsh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it, yeah. it
4: was it was really yeah. harsh. I and think we
2: can Google it, uh, Celsi Banner or something. It'll pop up.
4: Yeah, I'm fairly yeah. certain it will come up. Anyway, so Celsi approached the court on an urgent basis to, I think it was an interdict, to interdict the defamatory content mm. and to tell this individual he needed to take it down. Yes. And in balancing the individual's right to freedom of expression and Celci's right to good name and reputation and whether this was defamatory, the court ultimately found that the statement um, or that the, the individual escaped liability for defamation um, using the defense that the statement was true and in the public interest, so in that case the the court specifically found in favor of the the person who had put up this this banner, so that case is one where it showed that he 'd taken all these steps to try to get the service uh, sorted out um, the company hadn 't sorted it out, and ultimately the company was found to have been wanting so there are certainly going to be cases where Doing something like that to say I've had this terrible service, mm. um, you know the the court will come to the individual's um, assistance, but you've just got to be really careful because you you need to look at ultimately what what is the outcome going to be? Do you have the money if you are taken to court to go and fight it in court? Because you know it's a, a thing a lot of people you know battle with. They'll make the statement, but they actually won't have the funds to defend themselves in court.
2: Um, I've got. I've actually yeah. got it here in front of me. Uh, the the banner read as follows. There's a big Cell C logo and sign and everything. It says the most useless service provider in South Africa, as experienced via Cell C Saturn City. Um, that's the banner he put up, which is really hurtful, isn't it? To yeah, Cell C, terrible. It is very harsh. They then applied to court, and uh, the court ruled that he was entitled to put that up. Is that in fact so? Yes. You wouldn't get this every time. I mean, there's, you've got to be very careful. I think he he got, I, I don't know.
4: I think there were very specific circumstances. As I say, if I recall it correctly,
2: yeah.
4: um, he had had this ongoing dispute with Celci. He'd asked yeah. them to sort it out. They'd yeah. refused to sort it out. And they kept demanding payment from him. And he kept saying, I don't owe this money. Please, yeah. you need to sort it out. And they'd say, pay the money yeah. so it went on and it was very specific and then he warned them he said if you do not sort this out this is what i'm going to do um so you know i think if you are going to, to 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 name and shame you need to show that you've actually taken steps to sort out the problem and that you've warned the service provider of the consequences if they don't sort it out and obviously you need to show that you've got a legitimate Complaint. A lot of these, you know, Facebook naming and shaming or social media naming and shaming incidents, um, it's, they're not necessarily justified. Mm. So you've also got to look at is, is the complaint justified or is there a, an excuse or are you being unreasonable? So those are all sorts of questions I think you need to ask yourself.
2: What happens if you go to a doctor or a lawyer and you get a bad result? Okay. And you put on there, don't use this guy. Is that Uh, defamatory?
4: It depends on what the, uh, on exactly what
2: you've said. It's a horrible Uh, question I'm asking It's a very tough one. Yes,
4: it is. It is a hard one. Um, Once again, I would, as a lawyer, advise Mm. you not to do that. If you've got a legitimate complaint, take it up with the legitimate um, body, someone who can actually help you. Making a statement on social media to the social media um, Mm. community at large Mm. is not going to. In
2: other words, what you're really saying, Lenya, is that. I'm trying to embarrass the person and there's no need to embarrass them. You could go to the Law Society, you can go to Health Professionals Council. Why are you putting up on Facebook that the doctor or the lawyer is no good?
5: Yeah, I think you, you what, really what, what, do you need to look at the intention behind the post being made. As Ross mm. said with that Celsius statement there was sort of a, a series of graduate graduated escalating steps that this person took. But mm. if you if you look at it largely what social media these days serves is just as a soapbox, you know. So really, it's a platform to vent, yes. um, legitimate or illegitimate. Um, but a lot of the times, people don't follow the correct processes and procedures. For example, like you said, the Law Society or, you know, Psycho, anything like that. Mm. Um, just on the naming and shaming as well, you know, you know, your your primary risk isn't just defamation. If you look at the Protection of Personal Information Act, you know, that, that act defines personal information as, you know, a person's name, a person's contact details, even someone else's opinion about that person in question would constitute personal information. So as much as you might not be defaming someone, you still need to bear in mind that there is this, this right to privacy that people quite often forget about. And if you are disclosing intimate details of people's lives or even something as simple as their, their name and contact details, that can also get you in trouble at the end of the day. Mm. Um, so, so I think the biggest point that people fail to understand Is that the laws that apply in everyday life In the real world Apply in the virtual world And, and that's what Roz and I spend so much time Trying to emphasize and stress
2: mm.
5: Is that there isn't this You know this artificial divide Where you're, you're somehow not held accountable For your actions online yes. um, And unfortunately people do forget that the whole yeah, time Yeah Would you stand
2: and on a soapbox And say so and so is a thief You wouldn't do it But you want to do it on social media Because you're kind of hiding behind the computer that's really what you're saying, and it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, very yeah. often
4: people do. They, 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 they hide behind the sort of anonymity mm. um, of, of social media. So their name might be out there, but it's not the same mm. as sort of having a face-to-face discussion with someone. People are a lot braver when they can quickly type out you know, a couple of words
1: and then, uh, and then post it.
2: Yeah, even uh, you wanted to say something. So yeah?
1: that's um, we have many situations where people crusade and they go, they are, "I'm doing this in the interest of of protecting somebody who's innocent." For instance, boasting. Photos of a car with registration numbers and everything and saying this mom who was driving down this road with her infant not strapped in a car seat. I mean, that, that's exactly the, the, the the kind of thing that we take down because it's, I have this great intention. I'm crusading for car seats, but in the meantime, I'm, I'm putting personal information on social media.
2: And so sorry, that's a very good one. You become so incensed when you see it. Um, is it wrong to put up? Look what this mom's doing.
4: I think so, because yeah. you, what you, the situation you end up in with this Facebook naming and shaming mm. is you have trial by social media where the person who's being named and shamed is not mm. given an opportunity to defend themselves, mm. cannot say um, you know, what the circumstances yeah. are that led to the incident, mm. um, and also what is the social media community going to do? They can't go and protect that child. If you have a legitimate complaint, raise it with the appropriate authorities. Go and report it. Take the license plate number down. Go to child, child welfare. Go to the police. If you've got a legitimate concern and you believe someone's in danger, then raise it in legitimate means. Roz,
2: we all feel the same way when we see a reckless driver. He's driving next to us, he cuts in, he cuts off, he just about runs over three pedestrians. We want to take a quick picture of that and put it up on social media and say, this guy's a scumbag. Is that the point you're saying? We can't do that.
4: I would suggest you shouldn't do
2: it. <laughs> it's so I, tempting to do I Of course even wanted it is. to do it myself. But
4: can I give an example? And I saw it on my Facebook page that yeah. someone had uploaded a, a photograph, or it was, sorry, it was a video clip, yeah. uh, of a taxi driver driving the wrong way. You know, in the wrong lane mm. um down the road to avoid the traffic. Now we see these, you know, people driving like this all the time, and I'm not saying it's only taxi drivers. Please, it's mm. I, we see generally South people Africans this generally, yeah. yes. Yeah. So you see this all the time. But what happened is this guy's sort of films this, he uploads it to social media, and you have a hundred people commenting on uh bad driving on this individual. He mm. doesn't have an opportunity to to defend himself now. We don't know the circumstances.
2: But why so would he be on the wrong side of the road?
4: He's got a he's got a um a a passenger who's in he's labor and he's trying to get her to the hospital in time. There may be an excuse. There could be an explanation and it may be legitimate. 9 times out of 10 it probably isn't legitimate. But you don't know. So you go and name and shame someone, and you you don't actually know if there is a reason. Next thing, this person's um, face is splashed all over social media. The other thing about this one that I saw is that the guy who was taking the video clip was driving at the time that he was filming, this taxi driver. Mm-hmm. So he was his, his own conduct was unlawful.
2: Let's ask you this question. Emil, maybe as a lawyer you'll know this one as well. Um, what claim if I name and shame someone for driving on the wrong side of the road, what can he claim against me for doing that? Well
0: Money wise. Defam- is it defamation? Is it defamation? I mean I'm, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I mean defamation in itself is a very difficult claim. Everybody throws it about I'm gonna sue you for defamation, you've made me look bad. You know, but to to prove your um, your reputation and all of that, you know, it's not it's not always that easy. And in addition if you do succeed um, our courts award such low levels of damage you know, uh, you, you'd know, you be happy to get away with maybe 10,000 grand in, in a situation like it that. It may be
2: worth it just to name and shame the person. <laughs> what do you say Linja? What kind of claim would I have against someone who names and shames you for driving recklessly?
5: So this is, yeah, this is what we talk about quite often is the, you know, the law versus the reality of the situation. So Mm -hmm. there's every day, and I'm sure you ladies deal with it, like you've said, you know, you have cases of defamation. If they were to be prosecuted, yes, very likely they could, you know, result in a damages claim or an award. But the, the number of claims that are actually prosecuted and that follow through to court. Um, you know, is very slim And often, you know, the, the irony with defamation is You know, you sue someone for it mm. And by suing them, it's in the public domain And you just bring more attention to the defamation At the end of the day So... Now, I definitely take your point, you know, it, it occurs daily, uh, your chances of getting prosecuted might be more slim, depending on the
2: facts. Right, so but yeah. can I come
4: in here, and I'm oh. talking not so much from a legal perspective, but on the damage that you do to other people. Mm. There was a, a, a Facebook post, so some years ago, there was an individual who was found to be a pedophile. His name was, let's say, Joe Blog. Mm -hmm. So um, someone on Facebook saw this article saying, you know, Joe Blog, this pedophile, he's been convicted, and happened to be Facebook friends with a Joe Blog. So took the photo of the Facebook friend Joe Blog and put it all over social media saying Joe Blog is a pedophile. Mm -hmm. The problem was that it was a different Joe Blog. Mm -hmm. So now this poor individual had his name plastered all over social media accusing him of being a pedophile and he was completely innocent he just happened to have the same name mm. and this is why I think you need to be so careful it's not just a legal issue it's what mm-hmm. are the damage you do if you make a mistake uh, about someone that you've named
2: and shamed. I think everyone will want to ask you this question if they put the right face up with the right name would they be entitled to put that up all over he's a pedophile watch out for him.
4: I still think you've got to be careful of, Why? Of well, there's, uh, you know, there's the right to dignity, there's his right to privacy, oh. whether or not he'll succeed um, in, in est- um, establishing a claim or getting any relief, he is still entitled to dignity, to privacy.
2: But he is it, a pedophile, he's been found guilty, let's assume he has to have been found guilty, he is a pedophile.
4: But does he not have the right to privacy? see there is still a right to privacy, so what mm-hmm. you need to do is what is the reason you're putting it on social media if it is because you're trying to protect kids in the area yes if there's a legitimate concern so there was a case uh, jump if you remember the name i can 't remember it was it was a, a, a an overseas case where the, exactly this happened um, and Administrator of a Facebook page found out That there was a pedophile or alleged Pedophile living down the road And he posted this all over social media mm. And the, the person Who was so named um, took, you know, Approached the court for relief And the court said he had no right To make that posting If he re- legitimately Believed that there was a pedophile in the area And the children in the area Were at risk yes. Then he ought to have approached The authorities so that appropriate action could be taken. But to slash this guy's name and face all over social media uh, was not the right response.
2: How do you feel about that, Kerry? I mean, should, should you... If you go to the, the the authorities and you say there's a pedophile living in the street, I mean, they, they're not going to do anything about it. Uh, so, uh, so what do you do? No, I, I it's a real concern if you have kids and... May I say that you're about to have a, is another one? <laughs> another right? one. Yeah.
3: Uh, Roz touched on exactly it with regards yeah. to naming and shaming. Is what benefit is it? Example that taxi driver that was bu- driving so badly, what action is going to be able to be taken against him? Instead, all it's doing is it's infuriating people and causing anger and just getting a whole lot of negative response. And that's why we've decided 2018 is our positive year on Edenville hub. And mm. if it serves no purpose to the community and has absolutely no benefit, which is in most cases, these naming and shaming type posts, they're going to get removed. Um, just to also go back onto um, you were saying about Facebook being a soapbox. Um, we've tried to create a culture where there's quite a number of different groups on Facebook that are doing this where we're we trying to create um, sort of a recommendation platform where people aren't just saying, hey, this is my business. If anybody needs any sort of service, they're saying, please, would you be able to recommend somebody for me? So obviously 50 comments later, a whole lot of recommendations. But amongst these, Somebody recommends a certain company and somebody else jumps on and says, oh, no, this company is absolutely useless. Um, don't use them. They, yeah, they shouldn't be in business. One, yeah. It happens all the time. Mm. So in that instance, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because what would happen if that same member were mm. to go on to that business's facebook page and put a bad review on similar mm. to the whole hello peter system um where you're going you post a negative review and say you know how useless they were mm. um and obviously the right people were notified so they could have a response but how would you handle the situation I think Rosalind
2: like has strong views on this one and hello peter as well
4: yeah look i again i think you need to be careful um and I, I'm typical lawyer. I always, I always advise that adopt the cautious approach. But um, essentially, what you've got to look at is one person. You know, is it one person's individual negative experience? Because let's face it, of all the the let's say retailers that we've used, we've all, I'm sure, at some stage had uh, negative experience, experience yeah. uh, with every retailer. Um, not necessarily because the retailer is bad or the service provider is bad or whatever it is, but you deal with the wrong person on the wrong day who mm. doesn't deal with your situation appropriately. Definitely. So does that mean that now no one must go to that retailer or that service Or you provider? have a
2: lawyer who's won 9 out of 10, but you're the one. He, you're the one yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the know. same thing, yeah.
4: Um, so you've once again got to be careful. And I would suggest that if you have a legitimate complaint, once again, raise it with the service provider with the company with the retailer with the individual Mm. um and then at least if you don't you can post the effects of look i've had a negative uh, a negative experience so you know maybe you should speak to them first you know there are ways of getting your complaints across that don't do as much damage as you know um defaming them or trying to to Make them go under, essentially. Definitely. No, well, we have the, the issue where people believe
3: that, you know, if they post it on Edenvale Hub, it's as good as gold. Um, um, service delivery issues we battle with on a daily basis where they don't bother f- following the right routes, like mm. you say. Go to the relevant bodies and take it up with them directly. Mm. Matter of calling a call center, getting a reference number, there we go. Instead, they go out of their way to stop their car, get out their car, take photos of the incidents, sit, go on Facebook and upload mm. it, and then they believe it's as good as reported. And I agree with you. There are the right avenues to follow. There's the right um, um, bodies, like you say, to contact and get in contact with and take these matters up rather follow those avenues but it's just easy to i suppose it's it feels like a, a group chat mm. you know on a on a on a group where there's every you know all your friends and family and the guy down the road so you can just kind of complain there's a, there's a lady called
2: easy. a lady called Angie she's on legal talk say. So she's one of the 162,000 she says good morning what is the difference between defamation of character and freedom of speech and then she says if i bought frot chips from a shop that is freedom of speech But when I say They sell frott chips That's defamation Of character um, Let's help her On this sure. one uh,
4: That's a, that's a <laughs> tough one Okay well look Essentially uh, Defamation
2: Sorry if she says I went and I got chips And they were throat Is that freedom of speech And when she says They sell frott chips Is that defamation
4: Look She's it could both Be freedom of speech But it doesn't necessarily Mean it's protected yes. So what you've got To look at is You know we all have The right to freedom of expression mm. um, But not every statement made is protected by this right
1: yeah.
4: um so you, you once again it's it's very circumstance specific um is it factual firstly so if it's true that helps you it's true. but true on its own yes. is not a defense for defamation so i can make a statement uh about about you hmm. um and it may be very it may be true Mm. But the next question is Is it in the public interest If it is in the public interest And it's true Then I won't be held liable for defamation But if it is just true and not in the public interest, then I will. So mm. saying, I bought fraud ch- chips from this place <laughs> yeah. may very well be true in the public interest because if this place always sells fraud chips and people are getting um, sick as a result, yeah. then it may well be in the public interest. Mm. So you've got to really be careful <laughs> of how you look
2: at it. It's a fraud question. Have <laughs> you if you've got any views <laughs> on this? One? Do you buy fraud chips ever by the
0: No, not thing? not not frequently. <laughs> Although um, I must say it's interesting listening to the experiences of uh, of Edenville because we um at, at legal talk don't uh, it's not it's not really a, a ranting website you know people mm. don't go there to to say listen I've, I've i've had bad service from a cell phone provider or you know d- don't go use that doctor it's normally actually it would be the doctor that would go onto our page and say listen i've had a patient mm. who has posted on the edenville <laughs> 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 no, facebook page mm. and, and said that um <clears throat> I prescribed the wrong medicine, and mm. now that my child is even sicker than before, and don't they must never go use me? What what can I do? So we often find ourselves on the other side uh, of the coin, um, and there we would um, we would advise the person: you know, th- these are your rights. You know, you you can look at defamation and uh, uh, or, or what what other options there are available. Or on the other hand, somebody would come and say, "Listen, I posted on the Edenvale website <coughs> or Facebook page." That that doctor was useless and he is um, now he's suing me. What can I do? Yeah, you know, so yeah. that that's the kind of questions we we often get.
2: Yeah, you say in your book, and I'd I like to just promote your book, "Social Media in the Workplace." That's the book written by Rosalind Davy and Lenya Dams Janssen, You say that there are no laws in our country that govern the use of social media. There's no law that actually no governs specific a Specific law. law. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no, are there any laws like in the UK or something that's a social media law or is it the same? No, it's
4: all the same as far as I'm, I'm aware. So basically. What, what
2: laws, what law covers all this? It's your
4: law of general application. So as Lenya said, um, a little while ago, uh, the same laws that govern everyday life. Govern mm. your online conduct mm. So you need to look at your constitutional rights And the constitutional rights of others It's your freedom of expression As we've discussed, it's your right to dignity Right to privacy, right to equality It's the law of defamation mm. The law of contract um, Your harassment act um, Pr- Promotion of equality And um, prevention of unfair discrimination act It's all of those acts It's all of those laws that govern everyday life that apply on social media. So you know, if you're
2: just look uh, at the constitution, and that'll that will that's kind a good, of guide That's you a here. really good
4: start. Yes.
2: Yeah. Let's talk about a, a criminal action called criminal injuria. There was a recent case of Vicky Monberg. She's the racist woman in Randburg who was found guilty of of cursing uh, some traffic cops and all the rest. Do you know about it, Vicky Monberg? Yes, I
4: have heard about it.
2: The question is. Um, Someone asks here from Etienne on Legal Talk. He says, "Legal Talk South Africa, I need to find out if a person can be arrested for defamation of another individual on Facebook." So, um, arrested criminally? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, crime in injury is um, it is a criminal offence, and it's where um, you ha- someone has infringe someone's right to dignity in a very serious way. Mm. So generally where you will find crime urea urea, uh, racist, racist comments, um, things where you attack the dignity of another, another, mm. and there you may face criminal prosecution. Yes. Okay. Uh, we've also got the hate speech bill. Yes. Um, and once that comes out, then hate speech becomes a criminal offense on its own. Um, you know, on its own, mm-hmm. um, so it's even you know more serious than the crime in an era, because crime in an is essentially criminal defamation.
2: Lenya, we talk uh, so often about being sued for defamation or suing someone, the cost of that is so expensive that probably most people wouldn't be able to afford suing you if you defamed them. Am I kind of right about that? Yeah, I mean...
5: <laughs> There have only been a handful, I'd say probably about five cases in the past six, seven years Mm. that have actually gone to the high court for defamation. And those have largely been sort of family-based disputes. So you're dealing with an ex-husband and ex-wife and Mm. where you see the courts take particularly strong stance is obviously where there are children involved. Mm. So... You are correct you know that the likelihood of This proceeding to court very unlikely But I think what people also need to bear in Mind is it doesn't start and stop with Defamation so what Rose and I is Predominantly focus on is also sort of the The consequences of Employment um, You know when you misconduct yourself on social Media so you know a lot of these people who rant and post racist comments And sexist com- sexual comment Sexist comments on these hubs and Stuff you know like there's a real chance that that conduct and those, that commentary can be brought back to their employer's attention. You know, Google anyone these days and you can find out so many, so much information about them. And in two steps, you trace it back to your employers as well. So what people really do need to understand as well is it's yes, unlikely that, you know, you're going to be sued for defamation. Mm. um, But there are a lot broader consequences that go with that. And if you, if, if your conduct is somewhere where you demonstrate you're a racist and that gets back to your employer and, and they have a zero-tolerance policy on that, Absolutely. as do end all end employers. Yeah. That's the end of you, and that's yeah. sort of a self-interest you know, approach to the whole conduct on social media.
2: There was something I read, I think, last week or the week before. Uh, you, may, you lawyers will also know about it. Can you serve a legal process on WhatsApp? I know on Facebook uh, that was decided about six years ago mm-hmm. in, in the Durban High Court. Can you serve on WhatsApp? And I saw that the court allowed it very recently. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not
5: familiar with the WhatsApp one, but I know that the Facebook one, that was by special order of the courts. So I don't think the rules allow for it yet, but I think if you can't reach them Mm. by any other means and you see that they're very active on social media platforms and the courts are willing to, to consent to service electronically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I saw Ray Green. Uh, you, uh, this is an aside on Legal Talk. He's the originator. He said that they can do tracing now of, of uh, dead-beaked dads uh, that don't pay their maintenance. Yes, actually, what is that about? <coughs> yeah,
0: he um, Ray himself is now a tracer. I've actually used him to, to trace a, a data last week for me. This specific data is will we'll get a letter of demand. Some well, actually should have got it today. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> So yes, but it's not only debtors, but you know defaulting tenants, deadbeat uh, dads, like you like you mentioned. Um, and another thing I think which people don't, don't realize with Facebook, you know, it's, it's such a – like a Medusa's head, you know, with tentacles and snakes going off in, in all directions. <laughs> yes. But you can't really hide anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you don't pay your maintenance, you don't pay your debts, I think the first place banks go and look for you w- will be on Facebook.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um I, your book deals a lot with social media in the workplace. That's what it's called. I, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about um, the, the cases you talk about uh, when you say employees were dismissed for uh, putting up pictures of things they shouldn't on Facebook. and uh, is, Give us some examples of that.
4: Okay, well, the majority of cases in South Africa certainly have been where employees have made um, Derogatory remarks about their employer, their colleagues, um, and essentially what the, um, what the court, uh, the CCMA in this case, Mm. finds is that, you know, if you go onto social media and you say, um, bad things about your employer, that's a breach of your duty of good faith. Mm. And that could result in, in dismissal. So there was one such case, um, Boreen Bo versus, versus Martin. What happened in this case is an, it, it involved one of the hospitals, and the employee was employed by the hospital, I think as a technician. He um, then had a problem with, I think, the, the toilets in the, um, in the mezzanine area that was for staff only. And they were in a poor state of repair, and he raised complaints about these toilets, saying they're unhygienic. They are causing risk to um, patients, to visitors, and to employees of the hospital. Um, And he started posting this on Facebook. He was then warned about it, and he was told by his manager, you need to take these Facebook posts down, Mm -hmm. and you need to stop making these comments. As an aside, the hospital had investigated it. The doctors had come forward and said, there is no risk um, to the public of, of germs getting into the air conditioning system and being mm. distributed, and how the hospital had dealt with it is they'd locked the toilet so people couldn't go in there. Mm. And apparently there was a problem with the with the with the pipes and the sewage system, yeah. and they didn't have the money to fix it, so they locked it. And he then went onto social media again, and he said, "Look, these are the, the here are pictures of the of the toilets. See what it looks like. They've now locked it, so I can't, you know." Um, Post further updates but you know it's a Huge danger to to, to everyone And he was ultimately dismissed For insubordination because he'd been Told not to do it Mm
2: -hmm.
4: And he then approached the labor court And he claimed that his Statement or his posts were um, Protected Disclosures Mm -hmm. so um, The court then looked at this and ultimately The court said no so They looked at the whole test for what is a protected Disclosure and they said look he in meant well he legitimately believed there was a concern but the court said you know posting these things on facebook on you know the social media community who cannot do anything about it is not a reasonable response Mm. and ultimately the court said in any event his concern was unreasonable in light of the fact that the hospital had done an investigation and said to him there is no danger there is no, no one's being going to be uh, made ill by this. It became this a bit
2: malicious on his part, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, it was a crusade. A, it was, and yeah. this is
4: why I'm saying you'd be very careful of these crusades, mm. because in this instance, he lost his job and the court said his dismissal was fair.
2: Yeah. Kerry Taylor from Edenvale Hub, many thanks for coming through. Um you you don't post horribles, do you, yourself? You just watch out for them. What happens if Kerry's in, if, she's ina- <laughs> if she's inactive and something horrible comes through, a racist comment, and she does nothing about it? Can she be sued? Can Emil be sued for sitting back and leaving it?
4: Uh, in the case of the Dash Fum... Church versus Glory Divine Ministries, the court found that the administrator of a Facebook page was liable for the content posted on that page. Mm. Now, in that instance, the court didn't answer the question of, well, did the administrator know about it? Mm. So one of the things I think you'd have a defense is if you didn't know about it, um, and it wasn't brought to your attention. Mm. Uh, you may have the innocent dissemination argument to say, I, you know, I had no knowledge. Therefore, there was no intention to yes. defame. Yeah. To the, the, I'm not certain to the extent to which that defense would be upheld by the court. Because mm. the, the position currently is the administrator of a Facebook page can, can be held liable.
3: And just on that, a, um, we have a disclaimer
5: on our on our page. Would that in any way...
3: Help.
4: I don't, I don't think the us. disclaimer will will be sufficient. Okay. So, so people,
5: just to jump in there, people often even on you'll see on people's Twitter profiles. You know, you say these views are my own and do not express the views of anyone else or my employer and stuff. Those aren't capture all. Uh, phrases you know if you do defame someone that disclaimer is not going to help you at the end of the day I think what will help you is the fact that you said you guys have rules and guidelines for the group it's a closed group it is moderated for the most part and posts need approval so you know if ultimately does fall through something does fall through the cracks you'll be able to demonstrate that you've taken as many reasonable steps as is possible to try and stop that content from coming onto the platform as well
1: so what what would be required of us in terms of comments and where the post is okay but then the comments sort of just go out of out of hand would we have to go and physically delete every inappropriate comment or have to go and comment there to say this is inappropriate you are warned don't do this again how far do we have to actually go to show that we are um, policing these these kinds of comments
5: um, so typical lawyer leader response it really depends on what the content of the comment is um, I think it is important, as Emil said earlier as well, you know to have a sort of a, a policy on as, as as much as you have sort of guidelines on what what is appropriate, have a policy on what will and will not be tolerated on that side, and make it very clear for pe- members of that group you know pin it to the wall or whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah mm-hmm. then that is i, I can 't give you a specific answer, but I, I really do think that you guys are taking quite a lot of precautionary steps to try and mitigate. You know, the damage and the harm that could arise from the the group as well. This is what
2: Kerry Taylor put on. Uh, she, she posted this on her page. You said, I love you to infinity and beyond, my beautiful. It's about your son. That's touching. Oh, my daughter. Your daughter. Okay. You see, I, I stalked you. <laughs> Beautiful. Well done. Yeah, I okay. love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> <Great>. Um <laughs> You shocked, aren't you? It's yeah. a random <laughs> comment.
3: Um doesn't really touch on anything we're discussing, but thank it you. It does. Yes. It
2: shows that you post nice things.
3: Well, yeah. Um I I lost my train of thought
4: now. I caught you. <laughs> No, well I think I agree Getting back to Lenya's point I agree with her You guys seem to be taking The appropriate steps If you are aware of a comment I think you must distance yourself From the comments Um And where possible Take them down I think that's You know Er on the side of caution Um And you know if something, if someone complains and something is brought to your attention, act on it. Mm. Uh, can I manage to slip one more thing
3: sure. in? I don't know how yeah. much time we have We've left.
2: Got two minutes. Um,
4: another
3: concern of mine is because I said we we associated with the local newspapers and Saps and all the relevant parties. We very often get, for some other reason, people will post again on Edenval Hub before phoning. 10111 um, before whatsapping our local cpf numbers they will post on the group so it's a it's a crime that's currently in action Mm. And they post into the group. Wonderful I know that
2: you get that. Yeah, I think it's great.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. it's, well, we've been advised that we are not allowed to post that from SAPS. We've been advised that, obviously, if it's a crime that's take, currently taking place, it can put it seriously under threat because we mm. don't know who, exactly who all of our 30,000 members are. But we have recently had a situation where the local newspaper published an article about a shooting that happened in our area. Um, and I shared it because I know the editor quite well um, and we deal with the paper and I shared it and then we had a lot of criticism come back because the information apparently wasn't entirely accurate. Would we then be liable as the newspaper would be liable because we allowed that to to be published on our page?
2: I wrote an article about this for the <laughs> Santon Chronicle some time ago. It was uh, something that was taking place. The police I think it had already happened. Someone was bundled into a boot or something and uh, one of the Facebook pages, I think it's andre Sneman from uh, uh, e Blockwatch, uh, and he got it out there he said listen someone's in a in a boot you you know something has got to be done, and the police criticized him and said don't do it and i said it's it's nonsense." You know, you've got to protect. There's someone in the boot. For yeah. goodness' sake, you know. Well, so, that's very
3: similar yeah, to yeah, some it, scenarios we've dealt with in the community. And as long as
2: you're not affecting the actual investigation of it, or you could destroy evidence or something. But yeah, it's important. You know okay. that the public, who who else helps the police? If there's someone in the boot of a car, something's got to be done about it. So okay. yeah, that's my view. It's great. been a great show. I've loved it, and we've learnt a lot. We've had a great. Uh, Studio today, Emil Myberg. Thank you very much, Emil. You've been quite, uh, quiet today. The girls kept you in check, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we'll thanks, get Barbara. you back on consumer protection as well. Thank you very much to our Edenvale Hub ladies. Thank you. Did I didn't offend you? It's lovely that I say that to no, my kid all, me all the time. Off guard. I say I, I love. I've got a seven-year-old boy. Always say that I love him to infinity and beyond. Yeah. It's lovely. Magic. You're going to have another one soon. Thank Rosalind, you, Rosalind. Thank you very much to you. Lenya you from us. Birmingham, Phil, and Thanks to them. Enjoy the book. I hope it sells well. Thank you for this. To our listeners, thanks for listening. You will have learnt a lot from today, I'm sure. See you next week. Cheers.
1: Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of
0: Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.